Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown! Kentucky! Victory! Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. It's Friday. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to an end of the week edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Sports We did it. We survived the wow. week. We made it to the end. We were patient enough to get to our Thursday night NFL season opening kickoff. And now it is Friday. The Cats play tomorrow. Full slate of college football on your catter day, full slate of NFL football on your Sunday. We get treated with a little Monday night football when we get back in the swing of things next week. We've done it. We've made it. Wow. We're ready to do a little radio today. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. Nick Roush, how we doing, buddy? Uh, we're doing. We're doing. We're rocking. We're rolling. Uh, football. It's so back. I just, I just love football. I love when it's back. I love it all the time. Football, it's the best. The absolute best. Our producer extraordinaire, Justin Kalen, a.k.a. Hoosier Dingus, Scooter Dingus, just an old Dingus, Scooter Dingus. JK, how are you? I'm good as well. I, uh, I somehow stayed up for the whole NFL game last night. So oh my gosh, I, you old man. I'm, I'm a just... little tired. I mean, Roush, it didn't end till after 11. I, I go to bed at... Between nine and nine thirty every night. So for me to stay up to eleven on a weekday is it's pretty impressive. Uh, but it was a good game, so I felt like I had to stay up. I, there were times in the second half where I was like, "Ah, oh, let me just go to bed. I'll watch the highlights in the morning." But I'm glad I didn't because it ended up being an awesome game. So glad the NFL is back. You all got by, hump pipe. Jesus, easy for me to say. You all got hyped about college football last week. This is like my college football. When NFL starts, I get so excited. So happy that it's back, ready to start winning some money. Let's all give it up for Scooch for staying up last night. Yeah. Good job, Wherever you are, whether you're in your car, whether you're in your bathroom, getting ready, listening to the big exports radio on your Alexa, let's just give a round of applause for our buddy Scooch. I mean, what an impressive guy. And then he followed it up with like, but I've been waiting forever for this, for NFL football to be back. But uh, I also stayed up and it was also past my bedtime, Scoots. Um, you don't see me prating around looking for round of, rounds of applause. It was a great game. I wasn't going to fall asleep during it. I, I was pumped to watch it. 
uh, had financial interest, rooting interest involved in it, and pretty much a, a wild finish the way that it all unfolded. So I was right there with you. I think it was like 11.25 when the game ended. Um, yes, also also past my bedtime. But I, I, I don't know if it's the lack of sleep. I don't know if it was being up all night coughing and sneezing or whatever the hell I've got going on. Um, but I'm, I'm extra chipper this morning to be able to do to be able to talk radio, to sports talk radio at that, and recap the games last night. But Roush, first, before we get into that, we're going to talk about the Chiefs' loss to the Detroit Lions. If you didn't get it on that under, by the way, you missed oh, out. You're you missed welcome. out on free money. Oh, it was uh, great. It was it was wonderful. Way too uh, many points, especially with Kelsey not many. playing. Uh, but anyways, Roush, how was your Thursday? You made it down to Papa John's, don't call me Papa John's, l Federal Credit Stadium Union. And you were there. How was it? You were what seemed to be one of the few people that were there. It was a uh, it was a fun time. I had a good time. Saw the boss man, uh, El El Dugan. He was uh, walking around. It was a great. Uh, it's just a great people watching play. Running into people who I see on Instagram more so than I see in person. That that that's what a lot of it came down to. So I had a great time. Uh, got out there. It was a. It wasn't sunny or anything, but it was nice and cool. It felt like fall. So went out uh, and, and enjoyed myself at the uh, – I'm, I'm just going to be calling it Papa John's in perpetuity. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while for me to want to change that, especially because they already have another Ellen Infield or Ellen in Arena. I don't know. I can hardly keep up. But the cards, they were the covering cards too. So I'm, I'm very um, – Right now, we're, we're 2-0 and from live in-person bets that I've placed in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Maybe I'll never lose a bet ever again. Yeah, so you were out there at the ceremony yesterday. You, you placed a hard cash bet. You got a ticket, and you'll have to go back to, to get your money, which that's no problem for, for Roush finding his way to Churchill Downs. I can promise you that. Uh, but, yeah, congrats, U of L cruises to what was it 56 to nothing yeah it was 56 to nothing yeah because i had the over and i got it at 56. oh wow that's and, tough. yeah it you know it's better it's better total. than a loss but like murray state you can't get a single freaking point are you kidding me but on the flip side you got to look at it from the other side like if U of L just misses one pat or doesn't score one of their touchdowns then i lose the money so i'd rather push than nothing else but and you're right U of L covered you gave that hot tip on the John Spears show yesterday that they were Super going hot to cover. Tip. So yep. from an inside source, I have no idea who that could have been. No saying idea. That, that Murray State was horrible. Um, but I jumped on them just like you yeah. did. So it was a winning night for me. And I went large on the under in the NFL game. But Roush, did anybody give you any guff yesterday? Uh, no, no. I mean, I ran into a guy I went to high school. You know, there's a couple people just like, Throw your L's up, man. You know, like good to see you. And but no, I mean after five minutes, uh, they they had their fun. Um, but yeah, no, n- nothing crazy like that. It was a pretty. Uh, I-, I enjoyed waking up to Twitter this morning and seeing all the people uh, busting U of L's chops for uh, a ho hum crowd. Because in person, it was a great crowd. Um, maybe I a knew, little bit. I knew you were going to say that it was a great crowd. I knew that you were up on the party deck the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always fun up the party deck. It was a great time. That was a really, like, that was not good optics for Jeff Brom's first home game. I get it was Murray State, and they didn't bring hardly anybody. And I also think UofL's got an issue with the party deck because so many people just don't go to their seats. But on TV, it looked pretty pathetic. 
Their 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 problem is all the that upper deck, the the flight deck, whatever you want to call it. Because I mean, if you looked around and they, you know, thirty minutes before kickoff, long lines to get in, um, as always over there. But like the concourses were packed. Like it was a, it was a solid showing, and in the Papa John's that we would go to when we were kids, and it was just the the bowl that was. Um, like a horseshoe size, that that baby would have been not full, but you know, close to forty thousand, right? Like that—that's a good crowd for U of L. Ever since they added that, the up upper deck to the visitor side, and then they filled in the circle, completed the circle. It just—it's almost impossible for them to be able to sell tickets there. You can get—I I, here's—I talked all week about sneaking in. People mm-hmm. were giving me tickets, so like. I, I was like, yeah, I will happily take a ticket. Sure, thank you. Now, did they scan it? I don't know. We'll see. But it was um it's it's very easy to just get a ticket and go to those games because there's there's so much supply and not enough demand. I don't I don't know any other way to put it. They got too much room there for their fan base. Cause uh for what what I'm accustomed to, I thought it was a pretty decent showing. They got rowdy for, I don't know, a half. And then, uh, yeah, a little bit after halftime, you started seeing those cars uh, lining up outside of it. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't blame them. Up 28 to nothing. Game was over. Yeah, they should have just never built the, the sky deck. Those seats aren't even good to begin no, with. No. And it's a huge, huge section. They should have, if they wanted to expand, they should have just closed the bowl, let that be that. Um, also, a little controversy at UofL. They put so when they did that expansion to close the end zone on the other side, they put on field suites and they're awesome. It's you know, if you've seen if you've seen the Cowboys games, it's something similar to that, where like it's probably not the best place to actually watch football games, but like the setup's just so cool. You have your own basically like patio area, you've got an indoor area, and you're right in the end zone. So when they're coming at you, it's probably okay seats. When they're going the other way, they're probably not good at all. Um, that being said, they built the seats, the actual like admission, the chairback seats, pretty high up above those because they figured people are going to be out on this patio. They're going to be watching the game. We need these first and second row seats to be high enough where they're not going to be blocked by these people in front of them. And they did that. And Roush, my family has seats over there. I think you see me during the UK U of L game sit over there. I'll probably be over there for in this November for the Governor's Cup. I really, really like those seats. Um, they're they're nice. When I, I saw you at the Governor's Cup in twenty, who I one of them. It was you look up, you see TJ in the front row, and nobody's having more fun in that entire Commonwealth of Kentucky than the sports talker in the front row, just getting rowdy in that end zone. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, cats were up like thirty to nothing at that point. I guess this was what two years ago. And uh, hopefully it'll be the same thing this upcoming year. But I, I like those seats. It's a good setup. They they built they had the, fa- the the chair back seat ticket fans in mind when they built those on the field suites. Everybody wins. Everybody's got a good vantage point. Nobody's mad about it. Credit to U of L for doing that. It's that that section, the close the bowl section is really really cool. The upper level is horrible. But the controversy is Ooh. this year on the other end. The permanently closed bowl, the horseshoe end of Papa yes. John's before or Car- Fredo, you know, whatever. You know what we're talking about. The horseshoe end of Cardinal Stadium. They put like makeshift on field on field seats 
So it's not suites, like you don't have your own patio area, but what they did is where the concrete wall is separating the first row of seats from the field, they put up this structure, a pretty, it looks cheaply made, if we're being honest. Oh, they yeah, put up the structure <laughs> that's on the field. So like you walk down that section, you go over the concrete wall. They have a, they have a cut through, so you don't jump over anything. But you go base, and then you walk down a couple steps, and you're technically on the field. You're kind of hovering over the field. Roush, they didn't tell anybody in those sections that oh, they were man. doing that. And those people that oh. paid for front row seats, second row seats, they're not well, no, they are no longer front row or second row, and their view is much more blocked than on the other end where they built the seats high enough to have that vantage point. They don't have this luxury on the other end. So people last night. Wait, you know, waking up to that, arriving to the stadium to that, they were not happy. They were not happy. That's also I don't, I don't know the best way to put this. I always felt like those end zone sitters were the craziest people in the stadium too. Like they just went and pissed off the wrong group. I think that's like the pizza <laughs> oven or whatever they call it, the the crunch zone or whatever they call that stupid end, uh, yeah. of the end zone. Um, no, I'm all for if, like alliteration and funny names, so I'm actually for it. You're right though; like that's the wrong. Those are like the those are like the good blue collar seats. You yeah, know? it's like going and spitting on somebody from Valley Station shoes. You're like, wait, hold <laughs> up, what are you? No, not the Valley Station people. That's who you don't want to make mad. They like there's always one guy that has a D in a fence um, yep. that's trying to get everybody rowdy. Um, yep. Yeah. They'd have that one fan that would always dress as a UK fan and like make a funny sign being like, we're going to get beaten so badly. And you like, he was, you know, he was a, he, he was a plant. He wasn't a real UK fan. Um, but no, you're right. And those people have also, a lot of those people have had their season tickets since like the opening of the stadium. Cause that right, part right. has been unchanged. Unlike most other parts. That's so the cheap, they're not happy. The cheap seats. Yeah. And first off it's, there's a couple things to it. One, it's hilarious that UofL continues to just add more seats. I get that these are like luxury seats that they're making more money off of, but stop adding seats, UofL. You just quit yeah. it. You don't need more seats. You need you need more people to fill up the already uh, seats that, that you have already there. Um, but to not tell anybody about it, not a good yeah, look, UofL. Not, what are we doing here, Josh Hurd? Not that you need everybody's permission to do whatever you want to your own football stadium. I don't know if it would have been bad fan loyalty to let people know that, like, hey, we're doing these. If you want to move or you have any questions about it, let us know. Or even let some of those people maybe have first dibs at them when you're doing it. And I don't think that was the case either. So uh, I'm trying to think of a UK equivalent. The only thing I can come up with, and you'll probably get something better, is when they started renovating Kroger Field and they just – started moving people's parking passes yeah, that they had yeah, had for yeah. 20, 30 years. I think that's something similar. UK did try to at least communicate that that was going to happen. Although I think they ended up like kind of stringing people along. They're like, we're going to, you're going to get a good spot. Don't worry. We got you in a good spot. And they ended up with horrible spots. So I, I can't think of a UK equivalent to it, but yeah, U of L always looking to find an extra buck. Always looking for it. It, um, uh, they 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 did change the uh, the parking slightly too. That that's one thing about uh, you know uh, people can give me hell. I don't care. I always have a good time just because it's nearby. It's a fun tailgate, but the Louisville tailgating setup is not great. Uh, it's just a giant parking lot. It's one of them, um, and they had uh, it wasn't so much controversy when they went to first come first serve seating or not seating, but first come first serve parking in the. Uh, Purple lot, 
they changed it to where now there's multiple sections of the purple lot. So there's a white purple lot. There's a green purple lot. There's there's like multiple different sections. Um, so that it also made for a weird atmosphere when we showed up, you know, a couple hours before kickoff. And you just have, I don't want to say a sea of empty spots, but it's like, all right, here's the parking, the, the seats they saved for so-and-so. Everybody else is going to be back here. So you would walk through a bunch of open spaces to get where you were going. Uh, that was a, that was a little bit odd, but, um, I, uh, I still, I, I found out today they wore new helmets for the game. So I just, just saw those this morning. Couldn't really tell from uh, up top, even though I did admittedly sit down in a seat and watch an entire drive of the game. So compliments to me. You did it. We're proud I, of you. I, I um, was locked in. Those helmets were awesome. Not, you know, to say something nice about U of L. Those helmets were sweet. They did not translate to TV. And maybe yeah. it was just crappy ACC network. But like you they just look like black helmets with like a little red circle on them. And you know, what what can you do about right, that? Right. But they 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 were cool. Uh someday when Mitch Barnhart's no longer the athletic director at UK, I think UK will do more like fun jersey stuff. Uh, cool on field, on court logos, but we're we're pretty much stuck with missionary Mitch here for the next several years in terms of fun <laughs> ideas. Oh yeah, I had no idea they were uh, going all out with it, but steered into the blackout skid. The the amount of uh, blackout jerseys that I saw from the uh, what what was that year that the the West Virginia game because Rutherford had one. He got a oh six oh six. Yeah, Art Carmody let him gave him his old blackout jersey. There was a lot of uh, those black twelve jerseys out there, so people were really, uh, you know, throwing it I think, back. I think that's another thing about like the crowd is that if you don't do it a blackout for Murray State, which people made fun of, and even U of L fans were kind of like, yeah, "Eh, yeah. why are we why are we doing this?" Uh, you just saw about as much red and pink as you did black so yeah, uh, yeah. you know maybe you should have done a red out for murray state but they saved the red outs for the cats roush ah gotcha gotcha um i will say uh i i did not get her name but shout out to the lady who let me pay in cash for beer all night even though you're not supposed to and then just gave me like three extra beers uh to close out the night so um never ne never a dull moment on that party deck we all know that she is an avid listener, so I bet she appreciated that nameless shout out that you gave her. Oh man, that was it was incredible. Um, all, okay, I, I will tell you though, Scoots. Sometimes your boy Roush has very bad luck, and so after the game, go over to a friend's house. He's one of some you know people that got Friday off. We're like, let's let's roll some dice. Let's you know, we watch we watch the NFL. We finished up. It's a great night. In the game that we play, uh, three dice, Sila. If you roll a four, five, six, you automatically win. You're trying to get two out of a kind, and the opposite number is your point. So you roll a couple fours and a five. Somebody's got to beat a five. The one hand you cannot roll is one, two, three, and you're done. And somehow I rolled one, two, three, six times out of seven rolls. It was one oh. of the worst. I mean, they would have just cut me off. They might even kick me off the casino if I would have been at the boat or something like that. It was, it was one of those two where I was like, "Well, I mean, surely I can't do that again." And I just kept doing it again. Scoots, it was rough. It was real rough. 
Man, that's uh, yeah, that is rough. But good news for you is if you have bad luck, you also have good luck. So it's it's gonna turn around. Tide's gonna turn in your favor, buddy. Can you can you explain that a little further, please? Well, I mean, you just you can't have bad luck or good luck. You have you it's both. You have both. So if, if I hate I hate when people say I'm not lucky. I don't have any luck. Everything bad always happens. That just means you you've seen the bad luck. You haven't paid attention and, and noticed your good luck. Because if you have one, you have the other. I'm I'm hearing the words you're saying. It's just not clicking for me. Like, what if you just don't have good luck, but you only have bad luck? What no, about in that scenario? That's it, not true. I mean, if you have bad luck, you have good luck. You just have to take moments to realize, step back, I guess, and and look at everything as a whole and realize where your good luck moments are. Because you you are having good luck. So when my dog threw up poop diarrhea in the middle of the night the other night, what was my good luck? Uh, that you got to spend some extra time with your wife that was unplanned. That's good she luck. Was com- <laughs> she was complaining the entire time. We had to light candles. She's pregnant, so pretty much all the mixtures of scents. I think she got sick too, Scoot. So what's good about that? Uh, I, I mean, I already told you what your good luck was. If you want to spin it into bad luck, that's on you, pal. I, I think you're just saying that like, you're not – Assuming that you're alive, you have you're fortunate. Is that your overall sentiment? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I can actually kind of get behind that yeah. to a certain. You just degree. gotta but, even but in no, bad. If you have bad, you can have bad luck without having good luck in the context of of luck of like something extraordinary, unlucky happens to you. That doesn't mean that there's this counterbalance that that this extraordinary good thing has happened to you yes okay the concept of being alive is a good thing in which case we need to save this conversation for wednesday i think okay so now i get where your confusion is now yes there's not if you have if you're having bad luck there's not going to be an immediate situation where you're having good luck or like me me pointing out the bright side you get to spend more time with your wife that's not not necessarily good luck but you'll get good luck in due time just just trust me Let's win the lottery. There's our good luck. Come on, that's that's where we're due. Starts we're due. tomorrow. Did you get any cash back from your Wednesday ticket? Uh, yeah, no. I went to actually went back to the same gas station I bought it at, and it was the same cashier. Handed it to her. I was like, let's see how you did. And she scanned it. And she's like, no winner, sorry. And I was like, yeah, good job, lady. So I won't be going back there for my ticket tomorrow. Damn, I didn't realize this gas station attendant has such a sexy accent. Can we hear it again? Uh, it's not not really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that was hot. Oh, Next man. down into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. They got hot sandwiches at Thornton's. Oh, uh, they are hot. It they're sounds spicy. delicious right now. They're delicious. They also have hot coffee, and they've got cold drinks, 89 cents for 32 ounces. Whatever you need to get your weekend started right, hit up the Thorntons. Get a beer, all the beer you need for your Catter Day, for your NFL Sunday slate. They'll have you covered, ready to rock and roll. We love Thorntons. Become a Refreshing Rewards member and save time and money at the pump each and every time. I want to talk NFL, but this is probably a good spot to take a break so we don't go too terribly long. So we'll do that now. Hope that you're having good luck this morning. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back after this. You find out if you do that.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. Go ahead and add it up. Every cent's accounted for. Look. See this? That's a car. 275,000. Might want to hang on to that one. I think that's a great karaoke song, especially like a duet duo karaoke song. Oh, yeah. Uh, but my brother, he just couldn't disagree more about it. He even like texted his group message. They're like, have you ever heard this song? It'd be great. It'd be great. You just have to be a good singer, Johnny. That's the that's the long and the short of it. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on your Friday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and our producer, Justin Kalen, having a good time. You've really been on the money with with music lately, Scoots. Thanks. Yeah, I've, I've been feeling good, feeling like my selections have been up to par. So, got another good playlist today. Get y'all pumped up for some Kentucky football tomorrow. Scoots always says he wanted he never really wanted to get into sports. He always wanted to be a radio DJ. I, that's true. It's very true. I mean, I always wanted to always wanted to do the play by play side of things. Never really wanted to produce for sports talk radio, but I've I've found it to be a good time. So I, I think it's probably more enjoyable than being a radio DJ would have been. But you get to play radio DJ like six times. Each, That's true. Each show, yeah, and very true. With the Spears, the Spears, do you do music on the outros for Spears? No, so we do the same song every day, except for when someone passes. Like we did Jimmy Buffett Day on Tuesday, which really funny. He came in yesterday, or he came in on Tuesday, and he was like Jimmy Buffett songs, and I was like, yeah, should be really easy. Uh, I I did the same thing on KRC this morning. And he goes, what the heck? He was like, the boys taking my idea. We did Tina Turner Day, and now they have you do Jimmy Buffett Day. I'm like, whoa, 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 John. I actually pick our music, so Jimmy Buffett Day was my idea, but I can do the same for you. No problem. Yeah, and no disrespect, but I, I, we we didn't do a Tina Turner Day, did we? We did not, no. Okay. Yeah, we could have. No, no, yeah, but I'm, I, think, I think a Jimmy Buffett Day is appropriate. On yeah. the count of three, let's all name our favorite Jimmy Buffett song at the exact same time. One, two, three. Changes Jamaica Mavins. <laughs> Hope everybody got all those. Yep. We said three different ones. That's pretty crazy. He's awesome. He was awesome. He his music will be missed. I never got to go to Jimmy Buffett Jimmy Buffett concert, and I regret that. But uh, I know people that did had just the absolute best time. So I don't think we even brought that up on the show last week, or maybe it happened after we got off air. We we're at the scratch. Did we bring it up? I don't even know if we did bring it up. I don't or not. think so. Yeah, well, regardless, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. to Kadarius Tony. Sheesh. My Holy gosh. smokes. He was horrible. So horrible. Oh, wait, wait. You mean that the, the former Florida player, Kadarius Tony, is not good at football? Maybe the, the Giants fans could certainly uh, attest to that. I don't normally say this lightly about like an individual in a football game. But he he cost them the win. Like he is the sole reason that the Kansas City Chiefs did not win that football game. 
Somebody said, yeah, he's got the wrong kind of dogs in him. And instead of having the x-ray picture of dogs, it's hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty good. But yeah, he had the bad, uh, I'm not going to catch it. Let the ball just bounce right into Detroit's hands for a pick six. Um, Scoots, it's almost like it matters that Patrick Mahomes doesn't have any receivers to throw to that are any good. Uh, yeah. Only somebody could have seen that coming. That is uh, evident now. I, I did not think that would be the case. Granted, I, I did expect more from Tony, and that, that drop he had in the their last drive of the game, unacceptable. Like that, I, I agree with TJ. He is literally the reason they lost the game. He catches that ball, they go down, kick a field goal, ball game over. Like, no question about it. And he catches the ball that gets pick six. I mean, yeah. boom, just like that. You know, you're uh, that, that chain that puts the Kansas City defense look good. If if John, local John, hey John, it's John here. Um, if he wants something positive to take away, it's one that tells when Kelsey comes back, there's gonna be plenty of targets for him. That's the good news for Travis Kelsey. He did not play last night, if you didn't see or hear, despite being all all that is man. Is that the right phrasing, Scoots? It is, but although I, I'm going to change that now because he has a nasty, nasty mustache. He needs to go back to the beard. The mustache is not working for him. A lot of people say mustaches are the manliest thing you mm. can have on your face. No, it, it it did not look good on Travis Kelsey. Get rid of it. Yeah, but Scoots, some people would say that that mustache is just good luck waiting to happen. <laughs> oh? Yeah. I mean, wasn't it? It was good luck last night, right? Or no, they no, lost. it was bad. Well, but it's going to be good luck. Eventually, it was the, his good luck with the mustache was the bad luck with the team loss. Ah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's how I think that works. <laughs> uh, and then second, secondly, the 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 key the Chiefs defense did play really well. Uh, Kansas City had every opportunity to to win that game. Some. I thought questionable play calling on both sides. I, didn't re- I couldn't quite understand when the Lions would go for it on fourth down or punt it. I thought they got a few of those that were a little head-scratching, but they ended up winning, so it all worked out there. Man. And then to try to run the ball, the Chiefs, on the fourth down, take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, and Roush, who was the fellow that broke up that fourth down play? Josh Pascal. Woo! I didn't, you know, I didn't even realize in the moment until Gil looked over at me and he was like, "He's Kentucky, right?" And I was like, "Holy smokes, you're right! Yeah, sweet." Cancer survivor too. Uh, he was ginormous at UK like all along, and he's even bigger somehow. He's like, he's huge. I mean, he is. He is such a. It's weird that we're the same species of human than that ginormous, strong man, uh, but he was. That was a huge play. He's been turning heads in Detroit, which has been cool to see. Uh, so, really fun opening night game. I was very close to the score. I, I was almost nearly dead on if the Chiefs would have came down and, and kicked a field goal. Like, I think everybody in America thought was going to happen. Then they get behind the chains a little bit. And even still, Patrick Mahomes is putting the ball on the money. He just can't get anybody to catch a freaking ball for him, Tony especially. So, Fun one for for us football fans. I wanted the Lions to lose. I want every NFC North team to lose uh, when, especially yeah, especially in a game on the road to start the season against the defending Super Bowl champions. That's a big one for Detroit. I'd imagine that their odds to win the NFC North are 
uh, even better or worse, depending on which way you look at it, uh, this morning than they were when we read them on air yesterday. But that was a big-time win for Detroit. They may they may be the, the real deal this year. Man, for them the, – uh, Go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead. You got it. All yeah. right. I was just going to say, I think Detroit won that game, and I, I did not watch the Detroit Lions hard knocks. If I had, I'd probably been a lot more hyped on this play. But they won the game in the first quarter when they were deep in Chiefs territory on like their 15-yard line, faced that fourth and two or whatever it was, and they hit the fake punt in the first quarter in the worst part of the field that you could be in, and they freaking picked it up. I, I was so hyped. I got off my couch. I was like, what in the hell did I just see? Who goes for it in that spot? The size of the cojones on Dan Campbell, I mean, just unbelievable that they would go for it there, not only go for it, but to pick it up. I think that's where Detroit won the game. The thing is, too, is in the early – before Dan Campbell turned it around – uh, towards the end of year one and beginning of year two, because if I'm not mistaken, this is year three. There was a lot of those moments where, oh, wow, Dan Campbell really showing his cojones, and it just wouldn't work. It was just really dumb. Um, <laughs> but when you start, uh, when you when you play a little risky, I, I think what makes him a good coach is that his players really buy in. And at the professional level, it's that's just like such a – catch-all phrase it's some intangible like kind of cliche stuff but I I do think there is something to that and at the professional level I think it's even more difficult because everybody's looking out for their next paycheck so getting the collective to buy in um, it's not you know it didn't always work starting out but now they're cashing in right uh, a few years later when it's playing at the Kansas City Chiefs opening night um the moment is never too big for them to just, all right, we're going to, we're going to take a gamble for it. And you know what, if we don't get it, it's not the end of the world. They got it and it paid off. Um, I, I will say there was one decision cause I, I admittedly basically just watched the fourth quarter. That was probably about when we got, um, back from the uh, college football game. And what, what, what were they doing there at the end? The chiefs, it was like, there was two and a half minutes left. They had three timeouts. And they went for it on fourth and twenty-five. Is that what we're doing now in the NFL? I probably would not have done that, but I think their logic was we we've got to get a three and out anyways. And if we give up a field goal, no big deal. And they'll have even shorter fields. So like you know, that's can sometimes help a defense not get beaten over the top. I think that was their logic was, well, if we don't get it, then we're still in a, a similar spot. Um, in terms of punting, but we, they, I think they just wanted to take an extra chance if they had it versus being in the same situation if they didn't get it or versus if they punted. It just the the twenty five aspect of it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and, I, but you know what? If he had a receiver, I mean, Mahomes put it right on the money due to uh, like a tight end was running a flag route, and he <laughs> he was there, bounced off his hands. Um, I mean, it was in a tight window, but. Uh, Patrick Mahomes still very good. I don't I don't know why I get this sense from the Chiefs of just like being on that Patriots level where even when they're not great, they're still going to be very good and probably win their division and then be in the AFC Championship game. You know, it's like oh, well, the Chiefs are down this year; they don't have any playmakers, but they'll still just piddle fart around and Mahomes will carry them to the AFC Championship game. 
Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that you had the Cincinnati Bengals announced Joe Burrow's contract. He is the highest paid player in the NFL. I like that they did that literally like seconds after kickoff, which I don't think was unintentional. Yeah, uh, somebody had a theory. It's because Mike Brown hates paying players so much that he had to do it at a time when nobody would pay attention to it. <laughs> that's fu- that's funny, too. Um, but no, the, the AFC should be fun. You're, you're right. I don't think anybody's going to be counting out or totally discrediting the Chiefs. But as it stands right now without Travis Kelsey, they may have the worst wide receiving core in the NFL. They probably do. Yeah. Um, it's Which I don't love the Green Bay setup. Which, by the way, I hate saying this. I was all over the under last night. Bet the Bears on Sunday. Green Bay is like super banged up, which is just not the way you want to start an NFL season. Um, but it doesn't look like we're we're going to be short at wide receiver ourselves. Dobbs at least got back to practice yesterday. But I would I hate saying it, but I would probably take the Bears. I think mm-hmm. it was minus one right now. I'd even take it up to probably two and a half or three. But I don't think I don't think Christian Watson's going to play, and there's oh, a lot yeah. more players banged up. So I, I think Packers being a little shorthanded makes me feel better about an opening weekend loss. But I really hope to be wrong about that. I hate the Bears, so I do I do hope to be wrong. But just as a little gambling heads up to my friends out there. Well, I'm curious, CJ. Did you or he is a, a, a little bit preoccupied right now? I'm curious if TJ went to place that Bears bet in person. Um, because Scoots, yesterday was that was the first time I've ever placed a bet in a sports book. Went to Churchill Downs for the first day of gambling, and it was it was glorious. I was I was so happy, just like oh, so I don't have to drive to Indiana to make this wager. I can just just push the button right here, and then boom, here's my ticket. The the setup there looked pretty good. the uh, The machines they looked all nice and clean. Everything looked good. I'm gonna have to get over there and check it out. I've I have placed sports bets at books before, um, but glad you got to get that out of the way. So and you're two and zero, right? So that's awesome. Two and zero, never never lost. Did they never race? Lost. Did they race horses last night too? That that's not happening oh, for yeah. two weeks. Or it might be this Thursday, this upcoming one. Are they coming back uh, to Churchill? Yeah, yeah, they are coming back to Churchill. Okay, cool. Um, but I believe it's not until the 14th. That sounds right. So um, you'll get a, there will be a couple Thursday night football games uh, at Churchill Downs where you can wager on the sports book and then also wager on the ponies. But um, I, uh, I I don't know if you made it over there, TJ. It, I don't think it was flawless by any means, but my fears of it being just a little too crazy and a little too hectic to be able to, to do anything, that was not the case. Uh, seems like people were in and out pretty efficiently. There wasn't a bunch of long lines. So love to hear that. We we get beer at Kroger Field and there's no big complaints. Same thing with sports gambling. Um, it's Is it a little annoying? You got to go in person instead of just do it from your phone? Sure. But all in all, uh, pretty, pretty smooth process uh, for day one of sports gambling. Yeah, I remember when the, the physical brick and mortar sports book in Indiana opened up. I could be wrong about this, but did that open up at the same time that you could bet on your app? I believe so. I thought so too, but but neither here nor there, I suppose. But we just wanted to check it out to see what it was like. And we went over there in Indiana, and it was horrible. There's really no other yeah, way to put yeah. it. It was uh, not staffed well. A lot of the staff people there were not 
totally up to date with their equipment and what they should be doing, which is, I'm not blaming them. They just weren't prepared for it. And it was kind of a disaster. So I was curious to see how it would go yesterday. Although admittedly, like Churchill Downs better than just a, a building in an old rundown shopping center. So um, I, they've, they've got a little more facilities to work with there at Churchill Downs. But yeah, that was good to hear. Uh, the, the first bet, we were none of us accurately predicted it. We were all no, wrong. No. His first, Andy, well, first off, there's a little controversy about who made the first bet. Because our boy Damon Thayer over at Red Mile, he made a bet right when things opened up as well. There was a little controversy about who actually placed the first sports bet in Kentucky. I think it got cleared up that Bashir went seven minutes ahead of when it technically opened up, and Thayer went right when it opened up. So I do think Bashir did put in the, for, the first sports bet, and his bet was the over in Louisville football win total, the over in Kentucky football win total, and the under in the Duke football win total, which I do appreciate the sentiment, but somebody on his staff should have been like, hey, nobody really cares about Duke football. Yeah. Do, like that's, do Tennessee. That's, yeah, ten, you do Tennessee, and that's getting, yeah. you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a better political win there. Um, and secondly, Duke just you got an upset win that nobody was anticipating. I can't imagine <laughs> that's a good bet. The, the other part, too, is he said he parlayed it. Unless he gets executive powers to play some wild gambles, you can't parlay win totals. I, I, I tried to do it. it. They just don't. It's not a thing. So wow, so another politician line. <laughs> Walk him up. Walk him up. Yeah, but I, I really, I was like, okay, whatever you say. I also appreciated that at the ceremony at Churchill Downs, they they brought in local sports celebrities. And I was, you know, I did the whole thing where I was like, oh, me? You know, acting like I was getting ready to walk up there. But uh, the the some of the crowd, you had representatives from Louisville, like Daryl Griffith and Eric Wood. Will Wolford was there. Say next guy in town, you know. He's a, he's a, he's a legend around the city of Louisville. And then representing the University of Kentucky, Bobby Perry of the Bobby Perry Band. Like, oh, hey, oh, was, was Dwight Perry with him? You know, normally you can't see one without seeing the other, but this was one of those rare exceptions where there was there was Bobby, but no Dwight. And what if accidentally, just like in the what was it, two thousand and six NCAA tournament game? What if when they called Bobby, Dwight actually went up there? Like they <laughs> they got the, or they accidentally called Dwight when Bobby was supposed to be going up there. What what was the People forget that. What was the name of that assistant for Tubby that they had forever? And he was one. You know, I couldn't probably up. name. I can I don't. I don't think I can name you a single Tubby assistant. Because he I, had he had the same right hand man forever, and I always thought he looked like Rob Bromley. Um, wasn't the story that like Mitch said Tubby like you got to clear out your entire coaching staff if you're going to stay, and Tubby was just like I'm out then. David Hobbs. That was the yeah. Uh, he he was the one assistant that I. New saw and I that that was the word, um, TJ. Now, also, I think part of it too was Tubby. Just unlike some people, um, he he Tubby's got some class about him, and he could he could sense it. And um, I've heard him tell uh, people, you know, I don't know if off the record or he at least telling confidants that like he lost his fastball in the recruiting and he just couldn't keep up with it. He at least had the sense of awareness to be like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. Let's, let's just 
let's let's go ahead and do it. Uh, yeah, I, and you know, uh, I think it was probably going to run its course one way or another. But I guess you never really know. But um, anyways, good to have sports gambling in Kentucky again. It'll be September 28th when you can do it on your phone. But until then, check out one of these spots. This is what we've been clamoring for for a while. I did not make it over. I had I had some work in Indiana, so I just made the bet on my phone. Admittedly, yeah, yeah. but I, I will get over there at some point. Uh, what, one thing that, when I'm in the area, I'll probably just swing by, make a couple bets, and then get on about my business. One thing that isn't uh, going to be annoying is I'm just so used to having the account, so your winnings just go. Now it's like it's not yeah. like I'm going to be mad to cash tickets, but also they're going to give me like 41 cents back or something, like eight dollars, and you know it's just going to be weird. Just wink at them and then push the change back and say that's for you. Um, it is going to be nice though. Like I, I was trying to get a, a ten. The machine wouldn't take my ten. Whatever reason, the dollar bill wasn't really wasn't doing it for me. And they were like, "You sure you don't need any help?" And I was like, "Oh, I'll be back tomorrow. Don't you worry." Can we address another politics matter regarding sports gambling? Yes, we can. I would just like to say that um, I've already had my parents and their friends say they were they saw me placing a bet on the news. So if you watch local news, you're probably going to see your boy, whether it's DRB, LKY, I think even HAS had me, you know, play some bets. So um, just they they call me Nick B Roll Roush. Wow, that's huge! Local celebrity. Hey, everybody, look at this guy with no ears making a sports bet. Whoa! Wow. Both sides, Roush, Republicans and Democrats, are taking credit for sports oh, gambling in Kentucky. As they should. I love it. Um, I love that Andy Bashir's got, like, I appreciate that his, like, it's smart to just be like, oh, sports gambling pass today. So let's run an ad patting myself on the back, even though I'm not totally, like, he, he basically is putting a public service announcement out there. Uh, hey, We've got sports gambling. Let me just tell you how great I am, and you can thank me later. Uh, I, I appreciate that. It's not your typical, like, Daniel Cameron, he's the worst human to ever live. He wants your, ch you know, like, it, it, was a, it was a nice little change up. But it's also just, it's very amusing that they're they're both trying to individually take credit for it. It's like, guys, we're not that dumb. I hear you out on like it's it's definitely a lot more attention grabbing than other political ads out there. I definitely agree with you it's just a lie and it's a lie for the republicans to take credit for it as well although <laughs> maybe a little bit more truth there but it's not as polished as that sentence seems democrats yeah. have wanted gambling in kentucky for a long time they just never had any power to do so so right. it is true that like bashir had wanted this but he one never really worked with anybody to try to make it happen at least the last several years once the ball got rolling he did and if he wants to take a little bit credit for how quickly he got started up, you know, it could have gotten started quicker. It definitely could have gotten started later. A yeah, lot of people yeah. were thinking that it wasn't going to be until 2024 at the new year. So right. if he wanted to take maybe credit for the timing, there could be something there with that. But this would have never gotten done if not for Republicans who finally, after hypocrisy for decades and decades and decades, got their bleep together and finally – Got and the truth is, Roush. You know who really should get credit for all this is the horse we, racing industry. We should. Well, uh, yeah, me and you specifically. But right, the right. horse racing industry finally 
told the Republicans, like, you all have our blessing. You all can go ahead with sports gambling. We know that we allowed all these other states to monopolize it, and we wanted the monopoly just to be horse racing in Kentucky. But you know what? Enough's enough. The, the, the cries are too loud. We've got to finally change this. And then the good old-fashioned Republicans, the Damon Thayers of the world, they said, okay, Daddy, well, then we'll go ahead and we'll get it rolling. And that's what they did. So neither side really should be <laughs> taking total credit for it. Um, it's something that should have happened many, many years ago. Again, credit to Democrats because they at least wanted it. But if not for Republicans, it would have never actually happened. And the Republicans, shame on you for taking this long. But also, thank you for finally doing it. Better late than never, I suppose. But you're both dweebs. Politicians going to politician. And it's an election year. So there's no better time to start taking credit for things that you weren't entirely responsible for. But you know what? Here's the thing. Like, instead of bickering, I think it would be even more beneficial uh, to just say, you know what? We can work across the aisle. Because how many politicians, when they're running for office, say, I'm going to work together to, to take the division out of politics. I'm going to work across the aisle. And they never do. Um, this was a good example of politicians actually working together to make things happen uh, mm -hmm. because you and I, I, I got a little pessimistic there down the stretch, but this very well could have been stopped. Um, and we, we could very well be waiting another year for it, but they got it done. They, 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 they made the right decision. So just shout out to all of them. This is, here we go, TJ. We are officially, we're giving politicians a compliment. Good job, politicians. You did it. You all did it. This is the one time we, you, you did it. Great job. They, they, I'm just happy to be able to place bets in our state on sports, oh, which for some dumb reason, for a very, very long time, we weren't able to do it with sports, but we could play. And now we got to get casino gambling. And I'm not even oh, like yeah. a huge casino gambler. I go to a casino maybe once or twice a year. Um, I'll play church picnic games a couple times a year as well. But it's just the hypocrisy of it. It, it, no, there's no appetite for casino gambling. It's not good for families, but go play the lottery. Go place $50 on the cats. Uh, go bet on horse racing, but no casino gambling. It's another just fraudulent. It's another horse racing industry thing. And once they kind of give the blessing on casino gambling, we'll get that. But that could be a while because I think enough people, we may be, this was our, our main dish. Sports gambling was our main dish. I don't know if we've got room for dessert with casino gambling. We'll have to let our food digest, and then we'll get back to it probably in like five or six years. But it's dumb not to have that either. Uh, we shouldn't let other states have unnecessary advantages that we, for whatever reason, don't incorporate. Which, if you do get casino gambling in Kentucky, what will happen to that casino in southern Indiana? Ah. Uh. They they probably sink the boat, right, Scoots? It's not going anywhere. Don't you all worry. We we've got a bunch. We've got as many gamblers over here as you all do over there. That's just factually untrue. It is. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> I was thinking about it as I said it. I was like, ah, oh, Southern Indiana, not nearly as big as Louisville. So, but yeah, no, it, it, it'd be fine. It's a beautiful golf course. I mean, that they they could. I don't know. It's just a, that's such a big building. Though. Isn't so, that wild? Isn't that wild that the casino owns that golf course when it's easily 20, 25 minutes past the casino? Crazy. Whoa, that is crazy. 
I mean, you normally when you hear of a golf course being owned by a casino, they're it's like right on the same property. But no, not not the case here. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, I, I've actually never played their golf course. I would like to. Yes, you have. No, you're. They have their own golf course. They have uh, they have another golf course, Scoots. No, Chariot Run is their golf course. I don't, don't think they don't own it anymore. May, they may they may not own it anymore, but they don't have I a think, they don't have another golf course. Pretty sure they do. You're thinking of French Lick. Don't think so. I know French Lick has a, one of like the toughest and prettiest courses in the region. They do. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But now we'll for our hour break, we'll get down to the bottom yeah, of Yeah, get to the bottom of it. <laughs> when Press we return tax. for hour number 2. By the way, we're giving away tickets UK, Eastern Kentucky, lower level. If you want them, just be ready to text in on the Thornton's text line at hour Ooh, number two. We'll tell you how might you Might have a parking pass, too. Whoa, parking passes are like gold when it comes to UK football. So might we're really hooking one. you up this morning on Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be back after this. Turn down for what? Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 no. FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. And Justin Kalen was right about the the Caesar yeah. chariot run. The only thing wow. I can think of is I was thinking of Belterra, which is just a totally different casino. Uh, off yeah, the jump. makes sense to um, I think that's the only thing, that the only rationale. But you were right. I was wrong. And so you can take your victory lap. So you did it. Do they still own chariot or no? It looked like they did. I okay. mean, at least from like a quick Google search, everything was like the Caesars own golf course okay. on Chariot Run, blah, blah, blah. So everything that I saw seemed to suggest that that were the case, but you were right. You were right. Hey, uh, trust me, if there's, if there's one thing I know, it's my golf courses in Southern Indiana. <laughs> and casinos. Have you just made a random stop to the casino? No, not, not yet. No, I, I am. I do have a nice little itch to go back, but I haven't made that happen yet. <laughs> that was a that was a great story. That was a fun that was a fun morning. You can have a fun anytime at Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Everything made in-house from their wildly addictive chips to their delicious hot spicy salsa. If you like mild, they've got the mild salsa for you, but it's all fresh, it's all delicious, and they can cater for you. They can bring it right into your living room and set it up for you if that's what you choose or it can be waiting for you for pickup, all ready to go, hot, steamy, delicious. Check out their Middletown location. It's got a drive through or St. Matthew's, newly renovated, beautiful covered patio. Both locations are phenomenal. Their staff is always so friendly and fast and efficient. We love Salsaritas, and it gets us hungry each and every time we do this read. And this time a week ago, we were only about like six hours away from just devouring Salsaritas. Although... Oh, by the time we got through the line, there wasn't a ton left, and that's the way it should be. We're no heroes. We let the the women and the children eat first. We went last, but we were still able to make some pretty delicious nachos. 
Oh, love love the nachos at Salsaritas. Um, Is that why so I good. ate nachos? Everything else was gone. They, all the shell. They we had run out of shells and stuff. Okay, because so, I was thinking they, I was thinking back to it, and I was like, I eat nachos. That's really weird for me. And I didn't like stack everything on top of my chips. I put everything like on the side of the plate, and then I dipped the chips in it. And that's all I remember. I was like, Why didn't I eat tacos or anything? So now it makes sense. Mm, yeah, that. But it was good. I remember it being real good. What time was your game after this? Uh, it was at seven, but I was, I was, I, admittedly, you know, guys, admittedly, I was producing for Trevor and Rutherford for their show, and Rutherford brought me on a couple times to talk, and I was not in good shape. I, I every time I had to talk, I was like, man, I'm really slurring. This is not going to be good. And then, no, I uh, proceeded to go on and call probably my best game in. I don't know, two years, three years, maybe. Wow. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was perfect. I didn't trip over my words. I didn't stutter. Like, it was, it was amazing. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Yeah, but when they brought you on Rutherford, you kept saying that you were fine. I was fine, but when I, when I listened to myself talk, I was like, I am clearly not fine. But I had to tell myself that I was fine. It's, it's like a brain trick, you know? You got to trick your brain. Tell them, tell your brain, it's all right. You're going to be fine. I thought you were okay. I just wouldn't want you lying to the radio audience. You better it, not lie, Scoots. It, it, I don't know if it was a bold-faced lie, it, just a small little fib. I understand. Hey, got to do it, what you got to do. You sure do, and that's <laughs> why you need to text on into the Thornton Sex Line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Love and you guys, but I'm really just counting down to get to Thornton's after this show, so I can get a breakfast burrito. That sounds amazing right now by the way i've had a a, some sort of chicken spicy chicken three days in a row now (laughs) turning into trevor kelsey (laughs) Uh, i'm sure sure your metabolism's on fire oh it's literally (laughs) literally on fire (laughs) text on in 502-414-1450 if you text into the thornton's text line today after so starting now scoots if you text in and you want Eastern Kentucky tickets, you'll be entered to win. And we'll just give them away to a texter after 812 that text on in. And you know, just give us a score prediction. Tell us what you got what you got planned this weekend. Uh, anything on your mind, really. Whatever works. We'll give we just want the tickets to go to a good home. We want them to get used. And if Roush has a parking pass, even better. Yeah. Pretty sure I do. So yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Let's- Let's go watch the Cats and the Colonels. That's tomorrow at 3 p.m. It's uh, on the SEC Network Plus, ESPN Plus. A little different kickoff time, but should be beautiful weather. A great day for Kentucky football. The Cats were 31.5-point favorites. I haven't seen an update lately, but uh, it's a big number. That's a big number. Ultimately... It doesn't feel that big if Kentucky's offense does get right, though, because uh, Cincinnati put up 66 last weekend. And the thing is, too, TJ, it wasn't just like Cincinnati's got a great off. Like EKU was in the bottom of the FCS in yards per play allowed last year and total defense. Uh, they won the A Sun kind of in spite of their uh, defense uh, because they got a talented quarterback who's also. Got some new weapons. Um, the receivers aren't really proven there, so they're still trying to figure things out offensively. Uh, I know EKU has kept it close in the pass um, against Kentucky in these games, 
But I, I, I don't get the sense that that's going to be the case tomorrow. I, I think this offense is going to be hungry, a little ticked off, um, and, and ready to look crisp, ready to show what they actually can be instead of what happened last weekend. And they got a defense that's going to be wide open to let them pick it apart and put up a bunch of points. Another just stay healthy game for me. I, I think everything else will work itself out. And, and no disrespect, but that's partially because Eastern Kentucky is just going to be outmanned, overpowered, outgunned, outplanned. I could do the I could do the Hamilton sing along if you prefer that. But outwitted, they, outlasted. Out, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think I've done enough singing for one Kentucky roll call for today. But that all to say, like even if there's moments that Leary isn't sharp, water's going to find its level against Eastern Kentucky. I, I it's just a stay healthy game for me, and and that's. Okay. That's not great radio analysis. I need to come in with a hotter take. I need Leary needs to complete 80% of his balls or else it's, I don't care about a number. I ideally don't want him to turn the ball over. I guess there, there, there's my hot radio take. No turnovers, oh, wow. Leary, no interceptions. But I don't like interceptions don't bother me so badly. Situational interceptions bother me. If Leary wants to take a shot to Dane Key or Barry on Brown and one on one coverage, and the DB just makes an insane play on it, or it's a Kadarius Tony situation, like that's why sometimes interceptions can be a little misleading. A punt interception can be okay. Um, a, a ball that comes off a wide receiver's hands directly to a defensive back, that's not the quarterback's fault. So interceptions don't bother me all that much. But if you want a hot take, how about no turnovers for the offense? I'll extend it to the running backs, to everybody. No turnovers on offense. But besides that, Kentucky's going to dominate tomorrow. Just stay healthy. Let's get to the Akron game. That's probably going to be another stay healthy game. But that one's going to – you're going to want to look a little sharper in that one just because SEC play will be your your next game. So stay healthy. Let's move on to Akron. And then let's let that be our final tune-up. But this is just another Saturday practice. This is, to me, not all that different than – when they scrimmaged on August whatever, 5th or whatever it was. So just go out there, stay healthy. You're going to win by 40 regardless. Really, I think what a lot of it's going to come down to, if you are if you want to get action on it, I worry about a backdoor cover, and I also somewhat worry about Kentucky fans being frustrated because EKU's Dinkin and Duncan down the field. That, that would be the only part where they could get some aggravating yards, throw it underneath, because they've got to really – I mean, he's 60% – 63%, I think, career passer. He's got the EKU single-season records for passing yards and passing touchdowns. And the way that Kentucky does big play prevention, that's how you kind of put stress on him. And we saw a little bit of it last week. Where you just throw it underneath, put a little tempo on him, and that that's how you take Kentucky's defensive line out of the game uh, because the Cats are definitely overwhelming the Colonels in the trenches. So is that effective? Do the cornerbacks respond? And also, will Stoops be like, all right, uh, let's let's actually, maybe not bump and run, but, you know, let's take away that soft cushion. Let's force them to try to beat us over the top. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but something to keep an eye on that, uh, what's the way I want to put this? Just don't be caught off guard uh, because that's, that's certainly going to be a part of EKU's uh, game plan tomorrow. Yeah, and sometimes I think, Stoops concedes like a bend don't break defensive philosophy in garbage games where it's just like, all right, if they move the ball a little bit, not the end of the world. But if they find ways to get points, that's where where you really need to hunker down. And maybe that was a little disappointing against Ball State is that 
both like both of their drives were somewhat sustained. Both of them, Kentucky had chances to hold them to three, and and they found ways to get into the end zone. So there, there's another hot take radio analysis. Uh, don't don't let them score a touchdown. Yeah, hold them, hold them to three. That's what the Cats did last time they played an FCS team. Gosh, oh, that UK Eastern Kentucky close game where Dorian Baker, the two point conversion maker. I don't think I've ever had less fun watching a UK win in my entire life. I remember where I was, Spring Street Bar and Grill, RIP to it, although now it's back. Went away, now it's back. Haven't been back since it's been back, but I was watching the game there because I, I was like, it's Eastern Kentucky, I'm not going to go travel. You know, No need to go to this one. Uh, I go to so many games, I can skip that one. And sure enough, you need a Dorian Baker heroics late to, to close them out. That one was not fun. I I didn't realize too. So Kentucky was down two touchdowns. Oh yeah, that was like eight, a with eight minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't realize too that in the other EKU game that Kentucky didn't get the lead until there was like five ten minutes left in the third quarter. Benny Snell ran a touchdown, and I think the Cats had three straight scores. But still, crazy. Yeah, they're going to be EKU is going to be really motivated. I I don't think that's going to matter much, but with the stuff going on, obviously in Richmond, uh, losing or on the, the verge of losing the 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 coach that made your program, the reason that you're probably still playing football, it, like they're gonna they're gonna be pumped up, they're gonna be ready to go. I, I just don't think it's gonna. And you're getting to play Big Brother just down the road. Like this is a fun game for EKU. Just like for, I'm sure, Murray State players, it's not fun getting beat 56 nothing. but that's a big opportunity for them. They were throwing L's down a little bit on the field. They were getting a little chippy. It's If you're a competitor, this stuff can be fun. So, uh, hot radio take analysis number three. This is why I get paid the big bucks, folks. Uh, match their intensity. I know it's EKU, and it's going to be hard to do that, but go out there, and if they're fired up, get fired up. If they're going to talk, talk smack. Who cares if it's EKU? Go ahead and get ready for it. I like that intensity from UK's defense. I don't think they started the game like that against Ball State, but as the game got on, they started to kind of chirp a little bit more. Uh, play with an attitude. Mark Stoops' defenses are best when they do. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's uh, play our way over to the Thornton's text line, shall we? 502-414-1450. That's a rad idea. What do we got first? Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, love, love a great loaded Thornton's text on morning. Chiefs roll big. Lions defense is putrid and people like them because they've been bad for so long and their head coach eats kneecaps. Lions weapons are worse than the Chiefs. Well, let me share a fun stat with you. Kadarius Tony was at negative 2.19 expected points added per target. Uh, what does that mean? Benjamin Solak says, Throw the ball at Kadarius Tony three times, and the other team scores a touchdown. Whoa. That's how bad he was. Every target, they lost two expected points. Yeah, yikes. Uh, tough start to the text line from the podcast listeners, because the next texter says, if the NFC North wasn't historic, people would say that division stinks. First oh, off, man. their history has nothing to do with that. The NFC North has stunk previous seasons. Most seasons, like the Packers dominated because the NFC North was and so guess bad. guess what? There was a couple of years Aaron Rodgers got hurt where it was just like, oh my gosh, what fart-sniffing team here is going to come out ahead? And sometimes it wasn't necessarily the Packers. Sometimes it was the Bears, the ultimate fart-sniffers. That being said, the Lions just went into Kansas City and beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Would the NFC North stink if a team could do that? 
And Ooh. truthfully, I don't think it is stink level, but I don't think it's a great division either. But I, I don't think anybody would be shocked if a team from the NFC North found their way to the NFC divisional round or the NFC championship game. I don't think a team is probably good enough to win at all, but I don't think that's the caveat for whether a division stinks or not. Cause otherwise, you know, probably five out of the eight divisions would stink or at least half the divisions would stink. And that's not necessarily true. The NFC South stinks. That is a stinky division. Yes, <laughs> that is a stinky division. Um, very smelly. I can smell it from here. I think you could make a case that the NFC North is better overall, top to bottom, than the NFC West. 49ers the best, but then... I, 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 for I whatever reason, the Seahawks... Seattle. Yeah. yeah, like, and I'm not, I have my reservations about Geno Smith, but, like, if he just keeps being average, like, they're going to be good enough. But if we're ranking those eight teams... The Cardinals and Rams are at the bottom, or the Rams and Cardinals, whichever way you want to put it. Yeah, yeah. Which so, um, I think I might watch the Cardinals play football in person this year. Uh, you just did last night, buddy. Oh, hey Oh, hey. that's what it is. I only go to Cardinal games now. But uh, father-in-law is trying to round up a crew to go watch the Browns in person. So I might be going to uh, First Energy. Wow, that would be yeah. awesome. And they would win that game too. So I bet it'd be oh, really yeah. fun like with a winning, good-spirited crowd. That'd be great. The wife and I, she, she's a Browns fan, but she hates Deshaun Watson so much that she's she's she's, she's full-time out. Packers now. But she says that she'll go back to Cleveland. I still think she likes Cleveland. I still I, – I, when I've got the Sunday ticket on and they're showing a Browns highlight, I see her she look up, up her in Nintendo DS or what is it? What's the, the – Switch? Switch, yeah. I see her look up from her Switch. She checks it out. Corner of her eye. She'll see it. She'll see a touchdown play or two. And you got Big Z now, the real Big Z. Shout yeah. out to Free Big Z. But wow, Zarius Free Smith. Big Z. I think the Browns get the Bengals this weekend, folks. There's another TJ bet for you. Wow. The, the Bengals are going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're going to. They're. They. I think Roush is is right that they may be your Super Bowl favorites at coming out of the AFC. I just think the Browns get them Week One. I think the Browns are good too. I think the AFC North is one of the better divisions in football, if not maybe maybe Ooh. the best. I would say uh, AFC East is also sec- good. Second best behind AFC East. AFC East and AFC North close. are both going to be really, yeah. really fun to watch. But, yeah, I think the Browns get them because I think that front line is just going to make life a little difficult for the highest paid man in the in the NFL. And you're dumb to bet against Joe Burrow. I'll admittedly say that because I've – Lost money betting against Joe Burrow, but I think they get him tomorrow or on Sunday. Two days, man, we're so close. Yeah, yeah. Um, got one huge line: Ravens nine and a half point favorites over the Texans. Houston, they're going to be bad this year. First year defensive head coach. That's that's not a recipe for success. Uh, don't like that the Steelers are opening with the Niners. Scoots don't like that one bit. Although, is Brock Purdy healthy? Who's who's playing quarterback for the Niners? Brock Purdy is healthy. I'm not scared of that game, Roush. I, I love the Steelers in this spot. It's in Pittsburgh. They're, they're the underdog, which has been pretty common the last two years, but not common in the franchise as a whole. Um, I, I think the Steelers get this done. And, and I'm one of the few that's going to say that, and maybe it's because I'm not a Niners believer, but I, I just I do. I think Steelers win it. The Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. Homer. Maybe a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated too to see if the Broncos are going to be good or bad. Like, I I just I don't know what to expect. 
from that franchise at all. But it's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. Having an NFL Sunday back, popping the red zone back on, getting Scott Hansen on there, just like football back. Oh, just makes me so happy. Makes me so, so happy. And I like that the Packers play it. Uh, maybe I shouldn't, actually. Did I think this out? America's game of the week. Well, I know, but that's going to go into bedtime. Yeah, no, nah, but you'll it'll it'll wrap up right around that time. We got Lucy a cute little Green Bay cheerleaders outfit, and she actually like likes it. So, nice. oh man, she's gonna she's gonna be rocking and rolling at the family gathering on Sunday. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. Uh, text around the Thornton's text line says, "No more happy birthdays, no more dogs. Soon you three will be eating at Cracker Barrel for breakfast after every show. Welcome to Kentucky Old Call." <laughs> really funny and we've got an easy transition roush once we get to that age <laughs> really old is. call and then the show start it goes from four to six a.m <laughs> i gave my dog a lot of cuddles yesterday i was tough on them i love dogs I, I you know sometimes i get nervous around people that don't like dogs i see dogs all the time i get to when i'm out on appraisals it's great i'm a huge dog guy i'm just saying with the kid aspect of life I'll be ready for a little dog break, but that doesn't mean I won't cuddle up on other dogs. And I gave my dog cuddles. I felt like I was a little mean. He didn't mean to throw up his own feces. You know, he didn't want that to happen. He didn't want to stink up our entire second floor and maybe make my wife throw up a little bit. That wasn't his goal. He is a bad boy, but he's a good dog. TJ, I want to briefly, because we got to get to our bottom of the hour break, but I wanted to briefly... Switch directions. Did you see the news out of Nelson County that happened uh, yesterday afternoon? I did. It was almost surreal that, like, I I was like, "Wait, what?" And I read yeah. the article, and I'm still kind of slightly conflicted how to how to feel. But no way you you break it down. It's I mean, it's big news in a in a cold case that you hadn't had much of anything for eight years. Uh, yeah, so it's it's ginormous news. Joseph Lawson, a 32 year old, uh, has been charged. With the connection to the murder of Crystal Rogers, uh, I mean, one of the most high-profile cases in the Commonwealth. Um, like you said, this was dating back to 2015. And the the interesting part of it, too, is he's not being charged with murder. The indictment um, says it was a conspiracy crime and also tampering with evidence. Basically, so, like, what they're... they're the long and short of it is they're basically saying, you know something about this stuff and you were in some way a part of it. Although we don't think you were the one that actually yeah. killed or murdered Crystal Rogers. But, but we think but we, we got enough on you to, to get you. Yeah, we know, there. you know something, you did something and they've got some sort of obvious evidence that they're going to be able to tie to him. And hopefully this can maybe be a domino to find yeah, the actual yeah. murderer that- or murderers. Exactly. That that's the big thing. Is like you get one guy. If you can maybe squeeze a plea deal out of him, maybe they'll cooperate. Um, uh, Scott cooperate, and then you'll be able to get more people. But um, it. I'm with you too, uh, TJ. Where you just, especially if you're you're from Nelson County, you're in that area. It's got to feel surreal because I don't think many people ever expected anything to come from this. I, I don't. I you know you always felt like they were close. You always felt, and you'd get like an update, and you'd be like, here it goes. And then you just wouldn't hear anything again for another six months. And that went on and on and on. And now it's been eight freaking years. 
and aside from the pod, all the podcasts, because there's a lot of podcasts on this, and aside even from the TV shows and series and documentaries on this, because there's a lot of those as well, yeah. it's a real Kentucky family that just went through hell, and there's no yeah. closure for it. And it wasn't just one family member uh, that was murdered. It was two family members that were murdered. And then you got to think the ripple effect of how that impacts so many people in a small community that is one of the friendliest and prettiest small towns in America where people didn't ever have to really worry about locking their door. And now they're like, well, why are, you know, what is going on? So behind, you know, it's a, it's a sensational story from like a news perspective, but it is a Kentucky family that has just gone through unimaginable pain for eight years. So any news in terms of getting a little closer to who's involved and who did this is big time news. I just wish it would have been like, we caught the murderers. Um, Remember during 2020, they, they bought. They brought concrete crews to go to that guy's house and dig up his driveway and stuff like that. And you just always felt like there was going to be the day where the news broke that you were going to hear it, and then it kind of for three years you didn't hear almost anything, and then now you get this. So exciting stuff, and hopefully there will be more news down the road. Let's take a break there because that's kind of a serious, you know, a little heavy yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, a little heavy, but, but uh, we, we love our folks in Nelson County. Better. Yeah, um, it, it really is a beautiful part of Kentucky. We will take our last break. We'll come back. We've got our unsponsored picks of the week. We've got the Thornton's text line, and we probably don't have enough time for all of it, but we'll do our best. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kane. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. It's an underrated fight. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. You know who has an underrated fight song is the St. X Tigers. Scoots, can you listen to the St. X Tigers on Big X Sports Radio? Give me a come on. Uh, come on, but you cannot do so tonight because they are in their bye week. week. Yeah. Yeah, they're the early season bye week, although, yeah, well, how many regular season games do they play in high school football? Uh, Ten. Should be ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, early season bye week. So, but normal Fridays you can. If you're looking for it tonight, it's because they're not playing. Coming off the big win over Corey Price and my wife's male bull, bulldogs last week, doubled them up. No big deal. Wolf, wolf. And uh, I don't know who they have the week after. But you know, there are some good. There are some good games this week, Roush. But go, Scoots. Go ahead. Sorry. You know what you can hear on the Big X tonight. Scoots, your Indiana Hoosiers. That's right. Big win. Oh. Big win coming right up. Hey, by Dude, the way. Indiana, the Sycamores? Yeah, the Sycamores. And if you're going to make a wager on this game at all, I would stay away from the spread on either side. I haven't really seen a number on it. But take the under. Just I don't even care what it is. I don't even care if it's 26. Take the under on this game. 
Indiana State got shut out last week. Indiana scored three points. Granted, they were playing one of the best teams in the country, but Indiana's offense can't do anything. Do yourself a favor. Take the under. Scoots, I'm not picking on you, but I know on Monday you're going to be like, I woke up uh, from my nap Friday, and I my gut told me to take the over. No so shot. I, hit, I, actually, I actually hit the bet. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, what's, that's exactly what's going to No happen. shot I'm going to bet the over on this game. I mean, neither of these teams can score. It's That would be ludicrous. All summer I heard about how Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, and then what you're watching Tom and Jerry, and you get inspired all of a sudden to take the Hoosiers. My butt. <laughs> Text on in, 502-414-1450. We love you, Scoots. Uh, that is the Thornton's text line. What are you – so What are you calling a game tonight? Where can we hear you? I am, yes. I will be on 94.7 WFIA, one of our sister stations. I'll be at Floyd Central again. They uh, take Ooh. on Seymour. Should be a fun Hoosier Hills Conference game. Huh. Nobody sees more butts than you, Uncle Tony. The fighting Seymour butts. That's awesome. Are you going to make that joke on the broadcast? I, please, I am, please. I am not because they are the owls, so I'm going to probably call them the Seymour owls. Mm, I think they're you the could, Like the running back runs into just like, you know, an offensive lineman or the, the line doesn't get a push, and all he saw, he see more butts. I, I probably won't do the Seymour butts, though, but you all have inspired me to find a way to drop in Seymour like in a sentence, so I'm not, he's seeing more holes or something. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to think on that. Nobody sees more holes than scoots, huh? <laughs> Back in the day. Come on. Oh, boy. Are you, is it going to be another Brockmeyer performance this evening? It, or is, you just gonna... it is not, no. Okay. I will be on my uh... best behavior today. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, I don't. I, I think that eventually, like, a station wouldn't allow it, but if there was just this, like, notorious drunk broadcaster... <laughs> Like, if I'm just sitting there on a Friday night not doing anything, I may tune into it. Even oh, if it's yeah. just a totally meaningless game that I don't care about. It, just I mean, for there, the entertainment there, there value. Could mar- there could be a market for that. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just don't know if it's our market. It will not It will not be me. <laughs> there could be There could be a market for that. A texter, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line says something, but it jumped down on me. So Oh, that happens sometimes. Um Sup, TJ, Nick, and Scoot. Super pumped for the game this area. Has there ever been this much excitement for football games against bad teams in the Stoops era or ever? Well, it was pretty exciting when you were like, okay, we've got a chance to win this game. Uh, that, that, that made the bad games exciting uh, back in the day. But to your point, uh, this team is more scrutinized than I can ever remember, TJ. I mean... How much time did we spend, I don't want to say complaining, but it was a 30-point win last weekend, and we are like, I don't know, team didn't look great. Yeah, people got nitpicky for sure. No, I, I love it, and I, I kind of agree with the sentiment of this texture that it's, I just want to watch Kentucky football so badly, I, I would not honestly care if it was just a competitive inter-squad scrimmage. Like, I, I just, I, we had all summer just hearing about how good things were going, and it's, I don't really feel like it's BS because they should have gone well. You're returning a lot of pieces you like. You brought in some pieces that you really, really like. Like the optimism was real. And I, I just, I don't care that they're going to hopefully win by 60 tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy every single second of it. And then on Monday, when I get back on the Pelotron, hopefully, I've been, I've been a little out of the workout routine as of late. Hopefully, when I get back on the Pelotron, I'll put on the highlights of it or I'll rewatch the game. And, uh, just to make sure I'm, I'm not, you know, I didn't miss anything. So I'm pumped for it. I agree with the the sentiment of the texture. I will say at the beginning of the Stoops era, though, these games were, e- I was kind of equally excited about them, but that was more of an anxious because 
the possibility of losing was kind of on the table, which didn't make it more fun. But you knew this was like the beginning. The foundation was being laid. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I was pumped about them at the early part of the Stoops era too. But especially now because you know you're just going to cruise. Yeah, and um, I also like having this be a ESPN Plus game. Great for the iPad to like start off the game while the first window's ending. Um, I know Nebraska, Colorado's in that noon window, and I think there's another decent game then. But um, like having it be, you know, the, the multi-screen aspect of this week is solid if you're uh, not going to make the trip up to the Grove. Texer on Thornton's text line uh, says, oh, they also said, anyways, especially excited because intern and Jacob and I are going together. Wow. Matt, Sack, the sack pack says he's only been in one game with him and he doesn't remember it. He doesn't remember it at all. Says he's an XL. Cats by 90, free big Z, row, okay? I remember oh, it, sack, because you freaking FaceTimed me. I remember it. That was the uh, a text from the old sack pack. Yeah, uh, that's cool. You're gonna go to the game with intern Jacob. Intern Jacob, he just kind of went missing. I think from everybody for like six months. Because when we were at the tailgate and sack was there and intern Jacob was there, they were like, "Yeah, we haven't we haven't texted or talked since like April." Wow. Like, what 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 happened to you? What, what I think you doing, intern buddy? Jacob fell off the face of the earth there for a little bit, but he's back in a big way. A text back in says, a big way. LMAO, I forgot U of L was a blackout as a 43 and a half point favorite. What a bunch of dorks. We sure Satterwhite ain't still there. Wow. Boom roasted to your uncle, Roush. Got him. People Got forget him. Satterwhite's at Cincinnati. He was the team that put the beat down on EKU. If a Satterwhite offense is putting up that many points, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Stoops is going to want to run it up necessarily against EKU, but if you may not be able to help yourself. Right, right, right. That that's definitely in play. Um, Satterwhite, he's a seven point dog at Pitt tomorrow. Um, I, I'm excited for that game. Is that weird? A little no. like big, a little Big East football. The way I see it, I know it's not anymore. But right, right. But there's definitely going to be you know ten thousand people at Heinz Field, and it's gonna it's gonna be a weird sight. But no, they're gonna be a good gonna game. Have, they're gonna have a good crowd there. They they've been Pitt's been kind of moving and grooving. You know, this is a wild take. Pitt's kind of crossed my mind as like an SEC candidate if it ends up just like you need to pluck numbers sort of deal. I think that could be if the I think that could be a good move for the SEC. It'd be a hell of a lot better program to add than Missouri. I'll tell you that much. And you get that Pittsburgh, you start getting that market up there, which SEC just is a nationwide market at a certain point. But Pittsburgh has crossed my mind. No, it wouldn't be first choice, obviously. But they're, uh, you could do a lot worse. Give me Pittsburgh over Virginia. Some people throw around Virginia. Give me Pittsburgh over NC State even. And, and I think NC State's kind of an underrated overall athletic program in school. But, yeah, they've kind of crossed my mind as an SEC candidate somewhere down the road. Yeah. I, I do, the thing I like about Pittsburgh is it's very – like they are who they are. I wish they didn't play in the NFL stadium. Um it just doesn't you, you feel... and like all of their fans, by the way. Yeah. Um because I mean people forget uh they won national championships in the late 70s. They were awesome. Uh Mark May, Mayday, he was on those uh, those teams, but they they definitely, especially under Narduzzi, play with that Pittsburgh hard nose ass mentality, even though the one big year was with Kenny Pickett scoring a bunch of touchdowns for him. 
Um, I, I just I just know that they're the one ACC team that actually is going to play physical. Um, and that's why, like, as a program, if they can keep that up, it would fit, although suck it. I don't want any of you ACC schools around here. Get your stank off me. Oh, uh, speaking of ACC schools, suck it to UNC and Mac Brown. I didn't care if Tez Walker was eligible or ineligible. I have no idea if he should or shouldn't be. Cry more, you losers. North Carolina is what I'm going to start calling you all. Yeah, North Carolina. Although it is very messed up that like his second transfer that's keeping him illegal is just because they didn't play football during COVID like at all. And he's like, I don't want to go. Like I'm at an FCS school. I need to play football, so let me transfer some year somewhere else. And that's what they're punishing him for. Yeah, well, you know, everybody's gotten like a million years. People have been able to transfer all willy-billy. Maybe maybe UNC has a legitimate case, but you got off scot-free in basketball. Go ahead and suck it. And maybe yeah. it's unfair to Tez Walker, but Mac Brown, cry a little bit more. It always cracks me up how it's like when something bad happens to university, that's when everybody speaks out. That's when everybody cries. Like, keep this energy in six months, UNC. Do it in a year and a half. Mac Brown, every press conference, rip the NCAA for the net for the rest of your until you retire for good this time. Go ahead and, and do it. But they don't. It's only when it happens to you, and then you cry, and then everything goes away, and then another team, something bad happens to them, and they cry, and nothing gets done about it. The NCAA is UNC. So go cry to your own chancellor, you dork. <laughs> so sick of North Carolina and their NCAA issues. Dorks. Uh Texter on the Thornton Sex Line says. Salsarita's an NFL kickoff game. What can be better? That's so true. It's totally true. Munching on those chips for from 1 o'clock till the end of the Sunday night game, it's a good decision. Don't forget to ask for extra seasoning because their, season, their chips are so awesome. They really are. White, crispy, mm-hmm. delicious. Ah, so good. Salsarita's. It's the best. Um Another texture on the Thorns text line says, bad luck for Mr. Brom calling for a Hail Mary up 28 with one second left in the half, and it gets picked. I don't... I guess you need to practice that stuff. The commentator did acknowledge it, and the funny thing was there was a penalty, so he did it twice, really, uh, and the second one did get picked and nearly taken back to the house. I think think got back to like the 35 or the 30-yard line. But and it also wasn't like they were on their, you know, they were only 40, 30 yards from the end zone, you know, at the 50 yard line. I think they were back on their own like 40. So they did have a ways to go. But you don't, you know, you don't play games just to take a knee. You got to practice. So they practiced the Hail Mary and it went poorly. I'll give you another text there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. Like, just let it rip. You're beating the commentator did acknowledge it. I was like, whoa, that's kind of a little spicy mm. take. John's Chiefs can take out their suck it and suck it, especially Andy Reid with all these play calls, if he can even still find his suck it. Well, come on. That's Trevor's dad you're talking about. Brutal loss for my Chiefs. Pretty sure Scoots could play a better wide receiver than Tony tonight. Also, I think I need my guys John's number so we can talk Chiefs football, drink beer and wallow and self-pity together. Uh, John is very accessible. Uh, he's in the KRC Twitter community. I bet you could find him there. Uh, you Chiefs fans should be united. You all will, will be okay. Uh, it's just just one game, and you still have Patrick Mahomes. Speaking of Trevor Kelsey, he's taking the SAT, ACT tomorrow. Is he really? He's actually think, doing it? I think that's tomorrow. 14 coming right up. I, he's. I don't – I bet – no, it'll be below a 14 if he even takes it at all. 
That's, Something's going to happen. He's not going to finish the test. He's not going to show up. He's going to oversleep. Not show I, up I, is the most likely because it's probably in the morning, right? Oh, it's early. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's going to like start it and just be like, I, I, does he make an excuse? I don't think he, that's the, kind of the beauty of Trevor is he is a little wild card to a certain degree. Like, I think we're all confident in the fact that this test is not, he's not going to get a score back on this test, but how is the mystery? How is the fun part? Uh, I, I could, I think a likely chance is he realizes he can't read the majority of the words. <laughs> he goes and he takes a cigarette break and maybe he says that like, you know, they kicked him out. They didn't let him back in because he used tobacco products and a, a tobacco because all campuses are tobacco free. So, so there's going to be some sort of hiccup or, or issue. He's going to get a migraine or something or just I, I don't I don't think we're going to get a number back on his score, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, I'm not optimistic about it. Roughly how long does the ACT take? Because I only took the SAT. It's at least three hours. If oh, not four. man. Yeah, say, it's about. If if it starts at eight a.m., it's like till eleven thirty or so. There is no he, way he finishes. Now that being said, he could a possible scenario could also be he just bubbles out. You know, he just do 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 do. He just goes down the list and just shades in bubbles, random letters, trying to just try to get a, a fourth of them right. That's a possibility too. But I don't. Isn't it like a you can't move on to a certain section until after a time limit? Yeah, it's like fifty minutes a piece. So they're still going to ice him out. Yeah, yeah. Still have to wait around. And, I mean, he's obviously going to be highly medicated when he probably goes in there. But if he's got to just sit around without a cigarette for like an hour or two, he may go crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. Good luck to that guy. He needs it. (laughs) We'll keep you updated. Any potential prizes if you were to win the Kentucky Roll Call Survivor Pool? Yeah, you'll get at least like $100. And maybe in a gas card form, it may not. You'll get a t-shirt as well. We'll, we'll, definitely, get you, we'll definitely get you something cool. May, it just kind of depends. Like, we may do we have Pacers tickets, potentially? That's what we're not 100% sure about. But you'll, if you win the Survivor Pool, which I think you can still get in. I tweeted it out yesterday. Maybe we'll have the, the station or Roush retweet it today as well. But I think you can still get in. Hopefully nobody picked the Chiefs. Hopefully. Um, really happy for Louisville blowing out an in-state school. Hope that helps their fan base get on board. It's like the one boy at school that picks on the week. The real reckoning is coming November 25th. And this just up the ante. Somebody buy Brom a relaxed fit shirt. <laughs> he is he is all in on the tight, the tight shirts. A couple things. One, I guarantee you Mark Soups watched every single play of that L game yesterday. It was the only college football game on. There were only two football games on. I bet he watched it all. And I bet he, like myself, is not too scared with what he saw. Uh, L was kind of getting a little stuck up at the line way too often against a Murray State. Uh, Plummer, he was still a little hit or miss. The wide receivers were still a little hit or miss. That number one made an amazing catch, though, um, and he is quick. Thrash, Thrash is good. He's very good. Yeah, he he is yeah. he is an impressive player. He he can kind of make something out of nothing just like that. But I overall, yeah, it, it's they're going to get bullied around a little bit. The fact that UVA almost hit the over by themselves kind of goes to show how bad Murray State is as a team. They couldn't even get into field goal range. Yeah, not not. I think they did one good. time and then they threw an interception. A texter yeah. says, go Pack Go. Yeah, go Pack Go. I really hope I'm wrong about Sunday. It's just how are we so banged up in the preseason? What, 
UK basketball, Green Bay football. Get new, tra- get new trainers. Stop getting hurt all the time. Uh, from Thursday, somehow missed it. Well, then we'll skip. We'll we'll just yeah. do the Friday John text. Sorry, we missed it, John. John here. Good morning as well. My Chiefs come up short. Now they're a little shorthanded, literally. In last night's case, figuratively, Kadarius Tony was trying new gloves out, which definitely sucked. The gloves were made by Country Croc, or at least it seemed like it was <laughs> like they were. But hey, that is why they why Tony is a cheap wide receiver. Anyways, this makes a great bounce back story for the Chiefs in the NFL. Give me our football caps by 28, and Mr. Key will get another touchdown. Got to go. Talk to you later. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you got this, John, though. You can get through a loss or two because the Chiefs, they will be just fine. Um, Texer says, Matt Jones said the speedy charge for iPhones no longer on the market in a year. Tragic news. Speedy charger is a lifesaver. Never had to use it. Um, uh, why so would they do that? That makes no sense. Speedy yeah. charger is great. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Um, I've got one very serious question. Would you rather have Jeff Brom or Nick Saban? Jeff Brom. I, w- I would love to actually ask this question to Trevor Kelsey because I think we know the answer. <laughs> there was an Nick awkward Saban. moment on the broadcast. They were like, "We asked Jeff Brom if he's getting hit up by family members for tickets since he's back home," and he said, "Not really. Most people already had tickets." Yeah, uh, and then they they my, panned out to just like a you know a seventy five percent empty stadium at kickoff. Somebody told me that the there was a reporter that asked him how many family members is he going to have there, and it's like a lot. Like I don't, <laughs> so many. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Probably cousins that he doesn't even know he has. A texture says, not according to a song by Cream called Strange Brew, where Clapton says, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Yeah, that's Clapton, uh, Scoots. Clapton's a, Clapton's a buffoon and doesn't know how luck works. Oh. Got him. A texture says, Mission Mitch, Missionary Mitch. Gets the job done, but it's not going to be not going to be overly sexy. <laughs> John here again. Also, don't forget the Chiefs Stevens did play well, and they were without uh, – Chris Jones, Sky Less. I mean, Sky Moore was horrible last night as well. Anyway, congrats <laughs> to the Lions and their fans. On to the next one. Talk to you later. If you're talking about winning circle in Indiana, it is and was an interesting experience. Also, a lot of horse degenerate gamblers screaming at TVs. Long lines for all machines. Usually two were down. If you went to the smoking side, it was even worse. Oh, yeah, yep. I just love that they have a smoking side. It's like the one place in America that still has a smoking side. Avoid the smoking side. It's rough. What's rough about it? It's just, oh, it's horrible smelling. If you're not a cigarette smoker and you walk in there, oh, it's awful. Uh, it takes me back to the 90s. Good. Kid again. Good for Indiana. If people want to put themselves in that situation, they should have every right as a human being to do that. Um, wild stuff, but they should have the right. Damon Thayer being butthurt, he didn't get to place the first bet in Kentucky. It's hilarious. Yeah, Damon's kind of doing the. I did what the law said at 10 o'clock, and the governor jumped ahead of the line. Just, just stop. He's the governor. He's going to make the first bet, dude. Oh, man. Um, are we going to make some picks for this weekend? How are we? Gonna- uh, let's finish the text line real quick. And worst case, we can always text the picks. Uh, David W., let's get dim tickets. Woo! All right, David W., they're yours. Um, reach out to me on some sort of social media. Uh, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll get you on the text line. Just email me or text me your email address on the text line. 
Suck it, John. Lion, lions rule. Chiefs drool. That's from Keith. Yeah. Good night for Mike Rutherford last night with the Lions and U of L wow. getting big wins. He's going to be a happy camper at three o'clock today on the Big X. You got John Spears at noon. Matt Dennison at eleven. It's no. going to be a fun day. No Matt today. Okay, no Matt today. Just joking. <laughs> Just joking. JK, he, he specifically 47. texted me this morning and said, I will be on air today. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. Yeah, we can do our picks. Um, I don't have the records from last week. I know I went one of two for one I think point. I did as well. Scooch, yeah. you were perfect. Boom. So, okay, so that settles it. Um, so we're not doing picks then. Suck it, Scoots. No, let's do, <laughs> we'll, we'll do picks if we're, if we're quick about them. Uh, just yeah. give, me all, give me all three of them at once um, and, you know, take about like 30 to 45 seconds. All right, so, uh, no, I'm first here, Roush. I'm in first, so I'll fire mine off first. You can follow suit. I- I'm going to go with Oregon. Oregon minus six and a half. They put up 81 last week, so I, I like them to cover that game. I'm going to go, after a stinker last week, give me Michigan minus 37. And my lock of the week, I'm going to follow them. I'm going to be on Team Prime. Give me Colorado minus three. That's a stinky line, um, in my opinion. Okay. The stinkiness line is okay. That's the fine. stinkiness line is uh, Utah being a seven and a half point favorite at Baylor. That that just stinks. Uh, but I'm riding the green wave at home. Home touchdown dogs plus seven Tulane against Ole Miss. They looked really good against South Alabama last week. They've been tested. They still got a chip on their shoulder. I'm also going to fade UVA. James Madison minus six in-state game, little rivalry action. Let's go Dukes. And then uh, give me Texas A&M as my lock of the week. Uh, I think they're minus three and a half right now. Just give me Bobby Petrino greater than Shannon Dawson. All right. I've got them written down. Uh, Hey, Scoots, why don't you do your two-lane joke that you did yesterday on Spears? That was pretty funny. Oh, two-lane's going to give it two-lane? (laughs) <laughs> that was actually my honorable mention pick for the week, so I, I wish I'd have rolled with it, Roush. But good luck. All right, I will take – I've also got Texas A&M. Uh, I was considering it for my lock, but I'll, I'll move from that. Um, so I've, I've got Texas A&M. They're, this kind of feels like LSU for me, um, but I don't think Miami's as good as Florida State, and I, I, I don't know if Texas A&M's as good as LSU. I thought LSU was going to be better. They are not. Okay, and then I'm going to take Washington State plus six versus Wisconsin. Um, well, I feel good about that one, so keep an eye out there on the Cougars. And then my lock of the week is going to be Mississippi State versus Arizona. Mississippi State's given nine and a half is the number. I think they're going to win big, about big number. 21-24. So there's your picks. Good luck to everybody. Gamble responsibly. Cats, I think, win 50-10. to 10. Covering cats, baby. They got this. They got this. Uh, should be a fun Saturday of college football and then a fun Sunday of NFL football. Thanks for the text all week. It's been a fun week of shows. Cats are going to win, and we'll move on to next week. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Justin Kalen, and Nick Ross. I'm TJ Walker. We'll see you over the weekend. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. It's a party, it's a party.